Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Hello, it is September seventh. September seventh, two thousand and eleven. Yay! And this is the Skeptic Wire. Episode 22. Episode 22. 22. Coming to you from the Go Recording Studios in San Antonio, Texas. Uh-huh. I'm David Harcourt, joined as always by Gary Lawn. I am. Greg Perrine. Help me, I'm stuck in a fortune cookie factory. Donna Swafford. Hello. And um, so how's everybody doing today? Not on fire. I think last week Not was yet, really... Anyway. I've got a field behind us. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Everything's burning. So what percentage of San Antonio is on fire right now? 10%? Um, I don't know, but there's a huge fire out at Camp Bullis, and they're right now currently evacuating the Fair Oaks region up there. So we'll any see. of our listeners are up there, hang on. And run. Evacuate, so we run. are surrounded by flame, but well, we still the, continue on. From the northwest on. and north and east. We, we can run south. But thankfully, Rick Perry has come back to the state in order to stamp out the fires or something. Yes, and and cheer on our firefighters, and which we are doing a fantastic job. I have a couple of friends who are firefighters. Good job, guys. Um, I feel a little bit bad because he wants to, uh, Perry apparently uh, wants to reduce seventy five percent of the funding for volunteer fire departments and other other places. So basically. If you're not in a major city with the taxes that are paying for it, you're kind of hosed with your little volunteer fire department. Yeah, I, I rely on volunteer Great fire time department. for him to, to uh, do that, too, yeah. you know, considering yeah. the state's on fire. Um, well, that'll show some great executive experience for the presidential election. It will. It will. Yeah. He, he will stand by what he has said. And, you know, hey, if you can't afford the to, to pay for, you know, the free market will will bring it up. Right, with yeah. like health care and education. And, as has happened in the past. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> Any other I, fun things? I, I had a fun thing this week. Oh, did you want to say that? <laughs> We're all one big happy family, David. This is taco. What did you do this week that was so freaking fun? Well, yeah, it was Jerry? last week. It was last Thursday, I think. I went out to see live music in San Antonio. Which is pretty darn cool. I know. Live original music, not heavy metal covers, uh, not classic rock covers. Uh, it was uh, a couple of different bands, but the person I went to see was a girl named uh, Emily Davis from El Paso, a free-thinking songwriter, singer-songwriter. Pick up her, her latest CD. is called Dark Matter, and it's a really, really good CD. Fantastic voice, primarily acoustic guitar-led. But um, really good scene. Wow, dark matter sounds kind of sciencey. Uh, it is. She she has a, a song about wanting to go to space called "Born Too Soon," and then another song about Carl Sagan, who's one of her heroes. Does yeah. she get into whether dark matter actually exists? I don't believe she does. More metaphor? Perhaps? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> look her up. I think she will hopefully be at the Texas Free Thought Convention. I was uh, Paul Mitchell from. From the conventions that uh, guy who puts it together and everything. Now uh, he was out there too, and a couple of other friends from the from the meetup group. So this is probably the first yeah. weekend in a long time I haven't gone out and heard live music. Music, I'm disappointed. Um, well, fun. it wasn't Luna, and plus it was hard. Yeah. It was hard to find. 
is off the off the the river walk on the south side. Oh. Uh, and you can only really see this venue from from one direction. <laughs> from the Lunafy music in the water. <laughs> you usually find me at Lunafy music on the weekends, yeah. chilling to some good jazz, yeah. funk, whatever they got. Um, I wanted to just say how much fun I had last weekend with our live show. You mean it last was, Wednesday? Last Wednesday. One week last ago. Last week. I'm sorry, last week. It was it was really, really good to, to get that feedback from everybody. Uh, thanks, everybody, who came out. It was fun. We need to do it again. A lot of good. A lot of fun. <clears throat> and I also want to give a shout-out. We got um, a good review a new, on a iTunes. Review from Eric. From Eric. Thank you. A guy Excellent review. I hope we don't disappoint. And... Uh, We'll keep on going. So, And anybody else out there who'd like to give us a review? Preferably a good one, but just a review. Yeah. Be honest. <laughs> we know we know we have faults, but uh, you know, pr- sing our praises what as well. What do you mean, we, Kimosabi? Some of us. <laughs> <laughs> I am perfect. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm going to do a... If, faults, if anybody, doesn't have any, anybody else want to talk about any special thing they did this week? That our listeners yeah, nope. would like to hear about. I think we got a couple updates. Okay. Did, did anyone get a sonogram? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to, apparently. Um, there is. We talked about this uh, sonogram law that any woman who wants to have an abortion has to have a vaginal sonogram. Is that what you call vaginal it? Vaginal sonogram? <laughs> and, <laughs> no, seriously, that's what it is. It's Invasive it's vaginal sonogram. Very invasive. So well, you want to get an abortion? Not that I would know, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds considering you don't have a vagina. So that's one thing, yes. It was kind of onerous. So some good news on that: a federal judge struck down key, uh, key provisions of Texas's new law requiring a doctor to perform a sonogram before an abortion, ruling that the measure violates the free speech rights of both doctors and patients. So yay! Yay! Yay, good activist judges. Um, U.S. District Judge Sam Sparks said in his ruling that requiring a doctor to show women images from a sonogram and the sounds of the fetal heartbeat violates First Amendment rights of doctors. And also because uh, the woman would have to tell the doctor um, some very personal information, they say that is also protected. We shouldn't be asking women how they got pregnant, whether it was sexual assault or whatever. So Plus the science doesn't always work because you can't always hear the heartbeats as early as they say you can. Yeah. So this is good news. Um, there's a lot of horribly onerous abortion laws that uh, came out across the country, and this is one that seems to have been struck down. This is good news. So, uh, yes, Greg, uh, God, we, we, Warren Jeffs, what's the latest? Well, it's just a little piece of news. Uh, we talked last week about Warren Jeffs was in the hospital because he basically starved himself by fasting because he was being a petulant child about having raped children and being caught for it. Um, He has, uh, we talked earlier a few weeks ago, we keep talking about Warren Jeffs. Um, Can we stop now? (laughs) If only he would just go away. But um, he has filed a handwritten motion seeking a new trial here in Texas. What, they don't Uh, give him a computer? Apparently, or or, you know, maybe it's... (laughs) Uh, well, his claim is that um, his religious freedoms were violated yeah. by the courts. 
My question was it written in crayon? <laughs> All it says is handwritten, so maybe probably crayon. Not, I, probably not crayon, because that's that's pretty advanced stuff. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's just a lead pencil. Yeah. All we know is that he didn't cut out the letters of mm-hmm. magazines and paste them like a <laughs> ransom note. Well, there's no we, surprise. We know that for sure. It's handwritten. No yeah. surprise. It is appealing. You yeah. know. It, He'll lose, I think. But we, I we mentioned last week how one of the other members of the FLDS church who mm-hmm. was also arrested and convicted for you know child abuse was denied his appeal. Right. So it looks like there's some good precedent to keep this. Yeah. Um, all right, let but, me be ch- charitable and call him a wackaloon. Keep him in jail. <laughs> but this one is about his, his right to his religion, right? I mean, what he was arguing all yeah. along, he's going to take that to an appellate judge. Right. Yeah. His argument okay. is, is that he was allowed to rape children because his religion says so, and the judge yeah. went. So this, this would be a pretty good uh, precedent, I hope, that yes. child abuse is not your religious right. Yeah. So let's see if there's a trickle down. Here's hoping. That. Okay. So... Um, Today it is, is September, September 7th, 7th. <laughs> and very soon it will be the 10th anniversary of 9-11. So we're going to spend a little time talking about 9-11, especially about the um, kind of conspiracy thinking that has surrounded this event over the past 10 years. And because... not just from audience members in a Bill Maher show. <laughs> oh, we or from Bill Maher. No, well, he's not conspiracy about 9-11. He's conspiracy about Just vaccinations yeah. and the healthcare no, industry. Bill Maher is a hero on this because he smacked down some... He actually personally went up to the audience and threw out a 9-11 truther yeah. out of his audience. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, they just kind of started yelling in the middle of a show. Yeah, which they've done a couple of times, yeah. yeah. He just started yelling back and got him thrown out, so... yeah. He actually went up to the city. Yep. <laughs> First time he actually went up there and threw him out. The second time he goes, where's security? Get this asshole out of here. Yep. And be rough. My apologies. <laughs> it's probably how they liked his it. Name. So, you know, it's nice to see those things happen because, I don't know, uh, you know. Because, one, we don't agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, conspiracy theories. Um, a little anecdote. Uh, we uh, are first real skeptics in the pub. Yes. Here. Um, we, we accidentally, <laughs> accidentally, unknowingly, kind of like how we accidentally challenged the atheist experience of mud wrestling. It, no, this was a complete no, accident. This was a okay. complete accident. We, this was I, accidentally on purpose? No. And not, not even on purpose. I found a place, because I was setting it up, uh, at, at a place called The Cove, which has an inside and outside, and it was too loud inside, so I moved outside. And I found this lovely stretch of table. We had a, quite a few people showing up, so... I went out to the picnic table and started putting stuff out. And another group started straggling in at the same time. And they happened to be conspiracy theorists, 9-11 truthers. <laughs> now, did, it, was it a separate meetup group that happened to be at the same place? Or I they yes. saw San Antonio skeptics? No, they happened to be there. Oh, okay. Although they were well prepared. <gasps> or <laughs> lots, <laughs> of <literature. laughs> lots of literature. Lots of literature. kismet. Uh, we didn't bring literature. They... You know, yeah, they, they, they brought literature. I had some. We had a whole bunch of skeptic oh, magazines, which they refused to uh, <laughs> Of course. So San Antonio Truthers. Uh, so they, I, I got some, some really cool stuff from them. I got the DVD. Is that which, cool and ironic quotes? Very much so. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yes. I, ironically stated cool stuff. Infowardvd.com with seven awakening movies. Alex on Jones. One DVD. One DVD. Uh, and they put the sticker on this slightly over the hole of the DVD. 
So I'm a little pissed off at them. For if I that. had a dime for every time I said there was a sticker over the hole. I know. It's like, it's like a band-aid over the vagina. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's just, not, that's not, that's not a good sign. See, I was, I was going for the double entendre. You just went for the entendre. I'm sorry. My other podcast, I would actually be allowed to say that. Uh, <laughs> What? Okay, so so that was have... entirely inappropriate, Gary. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'll I'll cut that out. <clears throat> no, I won't. Better not. Why you should demand a new 9/11 investigation pamphlet? 11 remarkable facts about 9/11, which is includes the number two fire has never prior to or after 9/11 caused any steel frame building to collapse. The sudden vertical explosive and total collapse of the twin towers at near free fall speed can only be explained by controlled demolition. Actually, Why? it has happened now since. It, that is a nice slick pamphlet, yeah, though. It that is. is a very professionally done. Somebody, done. somebody cool. paid some pamphlet. money for that one. That I wonder, is, I wonder uh, where the money comes from. I don't know, but WT7, uh, impossible, rubble. rubble so rubble, talking rubble. about the World Trade Center building number seven. Yes. Which is where a lot of the conspiracy is centered nowadays. That's the biggie. Yeah, and then what the government and media won't tell you about 9-11. So, you know, I got... Is it? Is it got they in oh, quotes? Ar- no, it doesn't, but won't is underlined. Oh, and okay. it's by the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Well, that's going to be yes, interesting. Yes, and they are putting out a video... On 9-11, the day, they're going to be saturating, I've read this. Are they? They're going to be saturating New York and some other major cities with a, I've watched this little ad they're putting out talking about these thousands of engineers and scientists who want a reinvestigation. Um, it's one group. Um, well, yeah, it's the uh, engineers and architects well, and engineers for 9-11. It's yeah. actually <laughs> hundreds, but it's thousands once you include all the voices in their head. <laughs> oh, that's, that's um, pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, it was, you know, those guys were just spouting all this stuff I didn't know. Building 7 at the time, what, this is about a year ago? I had never heard of Building 7. And they were talking about uh, thermo... Thermite. Thermite, Thermite. Thermite. I'm sorry. Which always made me uh, chuckle a little bit because they're saying that they put it on all the columns in there, and that would take a lot. You would, yes, you would you need to section them. off you'd whole have, sections of the building. You would have to get rip four out drywall. Up there. Yeah, rip out drywall. It would be very, very noticeable. And not only that, but it wouldn't work because the columns are vertical. And that stuff, how do you get that stuff to sit? On the column and eat through those columns. Like thermite burns fairly slowly, and if you're burning metal and it just kind of drips down by gravity, it's not. It's going to cover it back yeah, up. That, and that melting you would have to have is, something that resists thermite. You have to have special heat resistant. You have never seen strapped to the uh, columns movies, have you? This stuff's absolutely possible in the movies. Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and I kill people in movies and. Yeah. In yeah. the Dukes of Hazard, you can jump over a chasm in an old car exactly. and it's fine to drive See, away. It's all works. It's all real. Okay. It's the, all... <laughs> the claims, I know all of us have been looking at these claims all week. Um, no, that the 9 11 uh, <laughs> conspirators come up with. There's a lot of claims, and there's a lot of good debunking, which is also kind of the good news. Um, there's been some really good uh, successes, I think, on the skeptic side. Popular Mechanics has done a fantastic job of debunking 9-11 claims. They have Michael like a Shermer, 200-page book called Debunk, uh, Debunking 9-11. Yes, Debunking 9-11, which they just updated. Which is kind of a squirrely title because oh, you might think debunking it's... Debunking 9-11 myths. myths. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if it was just Debunking 9-11... <laughs> debunking 9-11 myths. You wouldn't know who was making the debunking. Yeah. 
So it's interesting. There's there's a lot of websites still propagating the myths. There are a lot of websites debunking the myths. That's kind of the double-edged sword of the Internet. There's a lot of good information out there and a lot of good people, like good actual engineers and civil engineers who can tell you the actual information of how you know fire could really melt the structural supports. Well, well and even even then, it, it didn't. It doesn't have to melt it, which is the whole point. It just has to bend it. It, right. it just right. has to uh, get it so that it weakens it. Because yeah. I mean, it, it's supporting an entire freaking building. Yeah. The way I understand it is the the support beams started to bend, which buckled the outside of the building, like the outside frame of the building, which allowed floors to fall down and that gravity of one floor like five floors at the top falling down was enough to begin a cascading collapse right and it makes perfect sense but some people won't listen to yeah because the evidence. mass every time you a floor collapses you've added to that mass right right the potential so energy the, or whatever the, the you want mass to call it. that's being shoved into the floor below it starts just overcoming each floor can no longer overcome that mass. That's why by the time you've gone down, you know, 20 floors, it's just falling straight down. There's just no, hardly no resistance. It's like yeah. falling through butter. Each and, floor and our, actually contained um, butter? 2 million kilograms of mass. Yeah, and it's moving mass. It's not yeah. resting mass. It's coming straight down on the floor below. And, and the, the columns is not supporting those floors because what happens is those floors are going down and the columns kind of staying there and just kind of falling the, the over. Central columns were the like, central columns were like, they put elevators in most buildings, that sort of thing. Those stayed up a little longer. It was all, it was the support beams and the outside of the building that fell first, and then everything else just kind of collapsed mm-hmm. after it. The best metaphor for why this happens that I read this week was, if you think of, you take a jar and you tape a piece of paper over the jar, or like a, a tissue, tissue paper, paper. Yeah. and you put a quarter on the tissue paper, you just place it there, it's, it's fine. It's going to hold it. But you just hold it up a couple inches, and that potential energy of dropping the quarter on the tissue paper breaks it like that. Yeah, exactly. So people, so people in high-rises, don't be dropping your quarters. It's Or at least not all at once. So much of the 9-11 conspiracy is, I just don't see how that happened. Okay, but if you look up, there's plenty, thousands of engineers who have looked at how this has happened. There's been hundreds of peer-reviewed papers that looked at how this happened. Yeah, it's, it's explainable by physics engineering. Right. It's a lot of argument through ignorance. Kind yeah. Of that logical kind fallacy. Of, we talked about la, 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 just putting <laughs> your fingers in your ears and say, I'm not, I don't believe you guys. I believe Alex Jones and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all these, and the 9-11 truthers and Infowars. But the, the thing planet. is, that's when they've already taken a, a belief and they're trying to resolve their cognitive dissonance. Well, it's really hard to figure out they've how... Already, they've already decided that they're finding the facts to fit their belief. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to I, finding the facts and forming a belief around it. Right. Right. And the, I think a core belief is hatred at George Bush at the time and Dick Cheney and the wars. And that's when things really took off. Distrust in the government. Mm-hmm. Kind of the whole... Lead up to war in Iraq, I think, and I think the 9/11 uh, truther movement really didn't start taking off until after the Iraq War, and a lot of governmental mistrust where people wouldn't normally believe these things, but they're so pissed off and distrustful of the government that they kind of they're willing to believe that they would do something like this. Yeah. A, l- a lot of it comes from it, uh, it comes from an anger at the man yeah. or, or or that kind of order. 
but it's it's also weirdly combined with people who um, don't want an a chaotic world. They want to imagine that someone took the time to plan, you know, like you were saying, walling off sections of the building, taking out drywall, putting in the thermite, wiring it all up. They wanted more order ahead of time because there's the idea of 20 guys just hijacking planes with box cutters is too chaotic for their worldview, <laughs> and they want more order. They're the same kind of people who believe in the Illuminati and the reptoids and um, You mean the, the reptoids aren't real? <laughs> they Damn. are for you, dear. Yeah, I wish I could get inside the head of a government conspiracy theorist. It's just, it's hard for me to imagine. Because uh, it doesn't, it the whole premise falls apart so quickly for me that the government could keep something like this secret, that they would be so just evil, you know, to to slaughter thousands of our citizens because for some financial or foreign policy goals. Um, you may you might call us all you know ignorant and naive for thinking that, but there's just no freaking way. Well, it's it's a case of steps because you go back in history and you see where the government has done evil things. The Tuskegee experiments. Yeah. There's a prime example. It is not from there. It's not that big of a jump to go look at what our government could do. Yeah. To what can what can our government do? But it, the 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 why it's so hard for us skeptically mind people to to really understand that is there there was evidence out there that something bad was happening that the government was doing something about Tuskegee or you know the Japanese internment camps that there were bad things there there's no credible evidence it's a lot of just you know it's a lot of well, um, what's what's this the term? one stands up on on the reality of the the support from the reality based community of we know that this can happen. It's obvious what happened. Right. So for there to be a conspiracy, it have. I mean, we're, we're talking thousands, tens of thousands of people that have to keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Like yeah. just like the the moon uh, landing. Uh, well, yeah. The, the, moon the claims of a mo- yeah. moon hoax. <laughs> you know, you're talking hundreds of thousands of people in that conspiracy. People who actually worked on the equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 guy who did loose change. I mean, done loose change was one of the things that really made the 9-11 conspiracy take off because like 10 million people saw that. It was seen in prime time in Germany and in Europe all over. It's been downloaded like 10 million times off the Internet. It was the first Internet blockbuster um, ever. And uh, That and the cat waking up. And then they had several different versions of that. Even he said at least 100,000 people had to be involved and keep their mouth shut about this uh, well, in no, order for all that to well, work. Now, well, now... Uh, the original one, according to the, the article I was reading, was like 500, 580,000-plus people had to keep their mouths shut. And, and one now, person now gets, gets fired or gets a divorce and they you know spill the beans. Someone like would have written a book by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, at some point, someone's going to say something about it, and everyone's going to jump on it because it's that's the conspiracy inside of the conspiracy, right? Yeah. It's all anomaly hunting. Uh, there are some, you look at the theories, the good theories about what happened, it takes into a lot of data, a lot of information. You get, yes, this happened, this happened, this all the data fits, while the conspiracy theorists just have to pick one little anomaly, one little anomaly, or this person said he saw and heard an explosion. 
you know, and then which is what what the the truthers were saying at the thing. Oh right. well, this guy saw fire in the basement, you know, from the explosion. Well, okay, yeah, there's lots of fuel that kind of fell down. <laughs> yeah, it fell down the elevator shafts, and things are blowing up. I mean, there was a, I saw a long list of things in the buildings that can blow up. In an office building, you know? Right. Elevator, you know, an hydro, power supply, all sorts of things. Monitors, batteries, vacuum things tubes. Things can blow up. And then we talk about vacuum the building, <laughs> building seven. <laughs> From the Univac <laughs> on the third floor. Uh, well, someone has a really old computer monitor with the tubes with in the it. Tubes. <laughs> it's, don't it's mock me. Okay, mock me about other stuff, but not <laughs> don't mock me about that one. Cathode ray tubes, you mean? Yeah, sure. Honestly, Same the thing. the things that the the conspirators have, although some originally were interesting because originally it was kind of not understood how Building Seven could have collapsed, and so there was some confusion, and they kind of latched onto that confusion. But it's, now it's an understandable now, question after, to ask in the first place. After, but you got to yeah, look at the evidence. But now it's been studied very extensively, and we've seen the photos. There was huge damage from from. Building uh, two from fire the north from, from the north tower first that struck the building yeah. and then there was a raging fire for seven hours that no one was paying attention to because all the, the firefighters the damage were from the building one towers. cut off the the water sprinklers so no there's sprinklers. no no water, fire suppression at all in the building and the firefighters said you know what there's I see a lot of structural damage there's no sprinklers they evacuated evacuated the building 7 they could see this is something that could yeah. happen because the main supports were expanding in the heat by about 4 inches enough to pop off those you know if I had a dime for every time I said that you know <laughs> that's what she said separate from the from the other supports and then it falls and the the reason it looks like it falls all at once is because the inside fell first and then the whole facade, facade fell over and it also, when it fell, it fell in a twist. It didn't fall straight. Yeah, all the, everyone who says every building there fell in its own footprint perfectly, and that can't happen. <laughs> yeah, right. It was damaging. All First of all, Building 7 was damaged by the North Tower. And then when Building 7 fell, it, it was damaging the all the buildings around and, it. And Fighterman Hall. It's yeah. so just... So much misinformation. And, and well, there was further information. I think it was loose change that that did it. Is they they showed small amounts of flames from one side of the building. When there's pictures from the other side of the building that show it blowing out. So loose change actually misrepresented what they were showing as well. So uh, I mean, they, that, that's their own conspiracy. Yeah. That, you know, they, they weren't even honest about the attempt. Yeah. They're big fat liar. Poopy head. So there's, I mean, there's so much there. The thermite and the microglobules, and and, and then we got the Pentagon. And I don't, yeah. we're not gonna have time to get into all, every one of these claims and counterclaims, but there, we, we might uh, post yeah. on our on our um, blog some of the some of the really good uh, counter, you know, debunking of these claims that you can look at. Yeah. Um, what what really gets really weird is the people who go beyond the normal kind of well let's question the engineering conspiracies that the people who go beyond that to the well there weren't any planes in the first place it was all just this big mind control experiment or <laughs> it was this it, there are people who do say it was it the was a reptoids or the aluminum oh. or missile or right. yeah, yeah it's a drone it, the interesting thing is there's all these various groups who have the different reasons for believing in the conspiracy. And somehow they all get together, and they don't fight. It must be psychologically well, no, satisfying. Well, they kind of do because some of the groups, are, <laughs> the groups that say, you know, there was no, you know, was no planes whatsoever. 
kind of get tossed away as the yeah. crazies. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading today that some people actually believe that the plane that was heading toward the Pentagon actually flew over the Pentagon and shot a missile at the Pentagon. Right, and uh, from what I understand is because uh, when when crews, film crews were allowed in, they uh, didn't see much debris from a plane. Um, I, I bought a keyboard from a guy who claims to have been one of the Marines that was cleaning up. He was actually working at the Pentagon. Yeah. He said the reason there wasn't any debris is because they hauled it all off. <laughs> well, a lot of it disintegrated. I, I kind of read how it did kind of... Because that the the Pentagon is very dense with columns, and most of the plane disintegrated mm-hmm. on impact. And um, you know another another dishonest thing that you'll see in the conspiracy thing is that the plane made a 16 inch hole. And how can a big plane? If like I had that a dime for every time I heard that, made a 16 inch hole. Well, yeah, it made a 16 inch <laughs> hole, but it also made a 90 foot hole, right? And th- what happened with the 16-inch hole is that was the engine flying forward. 16-inch hole? <laughs> a 16-foot. Did I say inch? Yeah. yeah. A 16-foot hole. It's like Spinal Tap and the, the Stonehenge. <laughs> no. That's all right. That is hilarious. Was, oh, so you're saying, what you're saying is that the Pentagon was only a model. Yeah. <laughs> it's only um, a model. The, the, the plane... First, okay, and then you say, okay, well, 90 foot. The, the wingspan was 120, whatever. But the wings get sheared off by all the light poles and stuff as it starts heading toward the Pentagon. Then the, the bulk of the plane hits. That plane kind of disintegrates, and the engine kind of keeps Carries going. Away, that yeah. conservative of con- conservation and momentum. flies through the rest yeah. of the building and creates a 16-inch hole, a 16-foot <laughs> hole. And you got to be saying, well, how can a plane create a 16-foot hole? Yeah, I keep seeing this. Well, it also created a 90-foot hole. Yeah. It's like, let's be honest. Or was it a 90-inch hole? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're not as confused as he is. And, of course, the plane (laughs) heading to the Pentagon could not have made that turn that it made physically without stalling and this and that. It's just so much. They didn't need to worry about stalling. They just needed to aim it at the building and that's all they needed to do. It's fairly a shotgun approach. It was... It was terror. They weren't aiming for anything specific, like the 53rd floor or whatever. They were just aiming for the buildings. But now, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> I just kind of kudos for the skeptic community on here, though, because I think the skeptic community, including popular mechanics and including Michael Shermer, including um, uh, Screw Loose Change and, and all the sites out there, and not only that, but... Even if you go to any of these sites that are talking about 9-11 and you see the conspiracy mongers come on, they are. you also see the skeptics on those posting. There is a, there's a huge skeptical effort in tamping this down that I think has done a lot of good. It's still out there, but it is fizzling. Um, there is the Journal of 9-11 Studies, which is no longer accepting papers. Oh, <laughs> um, which I had one all written up too. Which is now, of course, they're not they're not <laughs> accepting papers because they say they've proved their point. But um, I <laughs> they think have <laughs> the polls are are not good for the conspiracy theorists. Um, you talk about maybe you know the Osama bin Laden being killed, the war is winding down. I I it's nice to see maybe it's fizzling out. There's still a lot there. 
there's still that horrible ad that's going to be blanketing New York on 9-11 about the thousand engineers that want a relook at the 9-11. It'd be interesting to see who these engineers are. Yeah, we need to look at that. Like, yeah. I just want to know where they got their engineering degree well, from. Yeah, well, because like, there's, there's, like, in, evo- in the uh, anti-evolution stuff, you always see, oh, well, we have a, you know, this this many people. They talk see, about scientists. scientists. Yeah. yeah, like and David like, Barton. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> oh, and I don't even know a story. He plays one on television, however, and in front of Congress people. Um <laughs> But but the, the people who are involved in that are don't have expertise in the field or even near the field. Uh, I mean, some may be doctors, engineers, you know, biomedical stuff, but they they're not they're not part of the di- right. of the actual discussion. You know, well, all they're it, saying is I don't believe in it, and it's like, well, you don't have any reason <laughs> to because you haven't studied it. Well, some of these engineers. There's not all engineers are created equal. There's different yeah. types of engineers. I, Maybe one's a ceramics a, engineer. Thank you, or a, aquatics engineer, right. or something well, like elect- that. I mean, where, you say electrical engineer. Well, that covers everything from computers to circuits to lights to uh, music. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're an engineer. I am. I'm an electrical engineer. I'm a quality I'm engineer. A, yeah, I, I've done power and acoustic. And uh, fiber optics. And now I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> For <laughs> free. Send me money. For free. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, as, as smart as you are, Gary, you probably wouldn't be qualified to say, I know for sure that the building could not fall this way because I am an engineer. No, no, no. I, I, nor, nor would I come forward and say, <laughs> I, I, I can uh, evaluate the evidence I'm shown. Yeah, uh, critically, but you know, I, I did take statics in 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 college, so I, I understand the, the basic concepts. But uh, and to me, it, it seems like they self imploded due to fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> it seems to be very explainable. Damage in terms to the of physics and engineering. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to be a huge mystery. There no. doesn't seem to be any big mysteries left. It, it does seem to come back down to what we seem to talk about every other week here of the cognitive dissonance. These people who are in, in invested in this conspiracy and it must be true. It's part of their worldview now. And, and challenging believe, that challenges yeah. them personally. Yeah. You have to believe that National Institute of Techn- you know, NIST National is, Institute of Science and Technology is part of the conspiracy that is, you know, you have to believe that popular mechanics is part of the conspiracy. They that believe the that anybody who is isn't, part of the conspiracy who doesn't believe as they do is part of the conspiracy. Yeah. They they even sometimes <laughs> accuse other people who don't follow their version of the conspiracy as being part of the conspiracy. As trying to discredit them. Yeah. They're, make yeah. them look bad. So it's... <laughs> yeah. I think they're it's, doing that all on their own. It's, um, <laughs> it's interesting psychologically, you know? And um, another thing psychologically, we can talk about um, the fallout kind of intellectually in this country and how that has affected people's views on religion and... Muslims and that that whole thing. That's another very interesting. Well, let's just say religion and Muslims. <laughs> okay, religion well, and, and okay. Muslims no, in no, particular. There's nothing wrong with him saying Muslim. that because 9/11 had a lot to do with Muslims. Okay, let me say Muslims in particular. Okay? Yes, because 
Supposedly, they did this. <laughs> or some of them did this. All of them yes. did. A group of 12 of them did 19. this. 19. Plus or minus 7. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So it may have been five? <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> it, it certainly had an effect... I was in D.C. It certainly had a, an effect on, on relations with Muslims in this country and around the world. And it actually has had an effect on the atheist community because uh, I remember when End of Faith came out. Very, Sam Harris. Sam Harris, uh, which was very, very critical of militant Islam. Okay, and that was like one of the big first uh, shots across the bow from the new atheists being more vocal and saying religion kills. Right. Yeah. And then followed shortly thereafter by Dawkins and God Delusion, Daniel Dennett. I mean, it just it really brought out the whole new atheist movement because a lot of people who were maybe I think I think I was this way who were. Um, not, I was non-religious since, say, about 15 or so, give or take seven. Um, and, <laughs> um, but I never, it was never a big deal. I didn't want to start a secular group on campus when I was in college. I went to L.A., and it didn't really matter. I even worked for a short time in a temple for, for a rabbi on a temp job. Um, so it just wasn't a big deal. But a lot of people saw the extreme that religion could bring out in people and said, I got to speak out. And that's when, especially with the, the internet becoming a bigger <gasps> thing. Exactly. Um, a woofy thing, um, <laughs> that, that allowed these atheists who are in, you know, different parts of the country to come together and say, you know what, we got to stand up for saying religion is not, you know, the best arbiter of all morality. Let's, Let's get our voices heard. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing more for me to add. <laughs> wow, that was a little soliloquy of mine. <laughs> now so, you must die, according to the plot. <laughs> hey, Donna, uh, but you've, you've got that interesting chart on double standards yeah. that on. I'd like you to talk about, because you showed me that a few minutes ago. And that's really yeah, cool. and it's in my whole crap of stuff, so here we go. If I had a dime for every time I heard that. That's what she said. Yeah, I was waiting for oh. you. You missed one time, by the way. Okay. <laughs> well, um, Joe Jervis of Joe My God actually posted this, and it's from um, an article uh, from Andrew Sullivan at the Daily Beast, and it talks about the double standards of evaluating religiosity of self-identified Christians and Muslims who commit violence. And the gist of the argument is, is that Muslims will say, our people have committed violence and everything else. Christians go, oh, no, no true Christian ever commits violence. <laughs> if they commit violence, they're not a true Christian, right? right? Not a true Scot. Yeah, word. there's a true, there's a Well, there's, a, there's a, a growing group of Muslims who now say that no true Muslim will commit violence. Is that is that chart? You hear that all the time. I, I may have misread that. Is that relig Christians' attitudes toward if Muslims commit violence, then Muslims commit violence and not extremist Muslims committed violence okay. while they're kind of double standard and um, saying if a Christian commits violence, they're not a true Christian, but if a Muslim commits violence, then that's, that's Muslims commit violence. Right. Because it's yeah. in the book. Well, their book is shorter. 
It's not like there's no genocide in the the Christian and Jewish Bibles. Yeah, but they, but they hide it well. I mean, it's a big book. Not very much. There's all sorts it's of penis chopping of it, going so. on, and <laughs> you know, but it just kill makes it all the men, bigger. but take the women for your pleasure, and you have to give them two right. months before you can rape them. Right, but uh, the Bible is big and thick. <sighs> Bugger. <laughs> okay. We are just all children. This is supposed um, to be a serious but, discussion. Yeah, but, but the Bible is very thick, and a lot of people don't read it. Whereas the Quran is actually it's a small book, and it's quite easier to to get through it than the Bible. I okay, mean, especially without all the, the gas. gist of the chart is: if a Christian commits an act of violence, thirteen people believe that the perpetrator really is a Christian. Eighty-three percent said no, he's not, and four didn't answer either way. But who are they asking? What's the they're asking Christians this? They're asking... Oh, they're asking Christian Slater. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, Bale Christians. Christian Bale. I think they Christian were just Bale. asking random people on the street. I, I, yeah, I'd like to know the popular... Pop- and the god Bale. <laughs> <laughs> but they also asked if a Muslim commits an act of violence... Do you believe that person really is a Muslim? And those numbers are 44% say yes, 48% say no, and 9% don't give a crap either way. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a general survey of Americans. Yeah. You know, Which means it's going to be predominantly Christians. Exactly. So It's it, from a new report called What It Means to Be an American, Attitudes of Increasingly mm-hmm. Diverse America, 10 Years After 9-11, by Brookings and the Public Religion Research Institute. It, it kind of reflects those the the idea that you know ten years ago, r- literally ten years ago, if you ask someone you know where's um, Mecca and what's an imam, they would look at you like you had a fish growing out your head. You would, they'd have no idea. Um, but it's now that people have become educated in religion and Islam, there can <laughs> they can be a, sort a of lot, educated. Yeah, well, no, they know more about it than they did. Ten years ago. Okay. So using but, what education they have had, they're actually allowing themselves to be more bigoted because they know about the violence in the Quran. Well, it's it's the other. I mean, it's so much it's, easier to point your finger there than in, out than in. Right. It's it's a simple matter, as he put it, of othering. Of those people do that. Those people chop off your hand if you steal. Those people will kill you because you looked sideways at a male who you isn't talk your... To the, to mm-hmm. talk to the daughter so they had to stone her to death or whatever. You know, we talked about this before okay. about Sam Harris and what, you know, Sam Harris, I, I think atheists, the difference between atheists and Christians when they go after Islam is I think atheists are more able to look at uh, these uh, bad practices of Islam as Islamists, you know, and not all of Muslims, okay? Right. There's an Islamist I- ideology. And more fundamentalist some, uh, than... More fundamentalist. Where Christians think, well, Muslims, it's a false religion. They tend to just kind of... Lump, lump them all together. everyone together. Yeah. And I think that's why, even though we're uncomfortable sometimes agreeing with fundamentalist Christians and attacking Islam, because I think they're... Maybe this isn't fair... But do so for their own kind of bigoted reasons that Islam is a false religion. Well, we're looking at these horrible practices and realizing that most Muslims are actually victims of 
Islam, Islamism, <laughs> you know, fundamental Islam. Yeah, Islamism. Extremism is Muslim. That's what I said. It's, 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 it's spelled with a really, it's a capital X, so it's this... extreme Muslimism. Yeah. Put that on an energy <laughs> Which does need to be combated, you know? And, um, you well, know. Well, the, the, the difference between, I mean, most atheists can, can take a step out. We're not looking at it through, through, the, through the goggles. So we're taking the book on its, on its own merits. And, a lot of um, atheists and, and uh, humanism. We were also read more than just the one book, so there we can do comparisons yeah. uh, across of, of different religions and show how they're similar. Yeah, I agree. And, and talk about double standards. Christians will say, "Well, this Quran is a violent book," and <laughs> yeah, so and then they so if you're a Muslim, you believe in everything in that book, but then they don't go back and look at their own. Book right and see about the violence rape and genocide and, and, and say, well, no, we don't and... follow that. That's you know, those are all literary devices. The Quran. I know, is... I know some <laughs> biblical literalists, and so everything in the Bible is literal. But it's that's all Old Testament. Yes. Now, without overlooking except the for that stuff, one little verse in Leviticus, except yeah, well, a couple of verses in about Leviticus the and Deuteronomy. Oh, and the Ten Commandments. Can't forget the Ten Commandments. Yeah, blah 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 blah. So they also like Noah, the flood, Genesis. Sure. You're right because Jesus said so. For supposedly, they got some Jesus quotes that kind of said those don't count anymore. Except then they pick and choose from the New Testament on what they want because Jesus said, you know. Okay, now we're getting into uh, anti-apologetics no. here, but you know, G- Jesus said, "I didn't come to change the law." So everything in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and Judges Roman, and Kings, yeah. and all of that stuff, that's still on the books, right? So, uh, but they don't—they don't take it that way. So, as atheists, we already yes, know as they that wear Christians don't believe nylon together. <laughs> Christians don't believe everything in the Bible. Well, Muslims it, don't believe some, everything in the Quran. It, some it's people the do. Fundamentalists. <laughs> so we can separate them. You know, it's a double standard. Yes. And some but other of things. of course, all the people on Fox are, are saying, oh, no one allows us to ever criticize Muslims. They're always attacking Christianity and trying read, to stop Easter and Christmas. Yeah, read Sam Harris. You know, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. You know, atheists are only against Christian and, and won't touch Muslims. We just happen to know more about Christianity read because we're in a Christian society. Listen to, you know, Christopher Hitchens, you know, very tough on Islam, very tough on yeah. Islam. We we don't treat Islamism with kid gloves. Um, you just like that word, don't you? <laughs> uh, but Muslims and moderate Christians, moderate Muslims and moderate Christians, hey, there's not pretty a much the same. big difference sometimes. Um, there's hardly any difference. Yeah. People are people until you get ideology into the mix. So let's talk about this. Um, in a couple days, we're going to have a more memorial service. And there's been some controversy about the memorial service. Yeah. One of those controversies is, is whether they should display the cross 
the cross that they found out of cross beams. Yes, this in, was in there was two two girders in a cross shape that apparently the thermite that the conspiracy theorists thinks destroyed everything didn't destroy this one cross. Well, well there's actually pictures where there's a whole bunch of cross beams. Yeah, still sticking. <laughs> but this one just yeah. happens to be special. This one on particularly famous one on yeah. top of the pile. And um, it gave people hope and inspiration. It gave, According to it, Representative Michael Grimm. Yeah. Of yeah. Stanton, and, and if it, if it did, great. It saved the yeah. day. Wonderful, except uh, apparently that means that everybody that was helping was a Christian. So yeah. what? What tell us about? There was a lawsuit. There's right? there's an Ameri- uh, American American atheist lawsuit to say either don't have this as part of the memorial or have something from everybody, from Jews, from Sikhs, from Buddhists, from atheists. To it, it's kind of that all or nothing kind of lawsuit which i think is kind of sticky but you know it the, the, you got the weird thing of the people who are pro this cross saying it's just a symbol of hope it has nothing to do with christianity <laughs> well then why is it special why not take you know something that's that's very meaningful to me and inspirational i think is the outlines of the edges of the the, the facade of the building that you saw in in ground zero that you had the 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 what used to be the outside of the building, and it's kind of craggly, whatever. And you think of that's ground zero. That's the iconic image to me of people going in there trying to go sift through the rubble to try to find survivors of you know of firemen. That's a specifically 9/11 image, as opposed to the cross, which is a happenstance of two girders and it's an extremely Christian symbol. Yes, because nowhere in a building with two girders. Actually, cross. <laughs> to me, it's just weird. Amongst all this death and destruction, we find a death device. How hopeful. <laughs> a corporal punishment device in the middle of this collapsed building. And that gave oh, us great. hope. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. But, I know I'm being put kind it of... that way, I'm <laughs> But it's also like that idea of a plane crashes with 200 passengers and one five-year-old girl survives and people say, Oh, it's a miracle. God saved her. You know, there's yeah. a, you know there's what a senator now. What happened to the other 199 now? people? Exactly. God put this cross here. How about God not put the planes there? There is there has been a bill introduced. I don't remember if it was in the House or the Senate to make that cross a national memorial. Um, it's 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 going to go yeah. into yeah, but the, to make the cross a national memorial. Mm. Yep. Yeah. There's a bill. So anyway, yeah. the cross. Yeah. And it's then, in Congress because it's Representative Michael Grimm of Staten Island. Proposed legislation that would make the September 11th cross-shaped steel beam a national monument. National monument, yeah. And yeah. okay, <laughs> but and so that's kind of some icky news. But the, as 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 someone who believes in a secular government, it sounds like there's some good news. Mayor this. Mayor Bloomberg, Bloomberg has has decided that no clergy will be giving prayers at the 10th anniversary ceremony. Wow. It was very interesting, very much attacked. Um, I haven't seen a lot of support yeah, for the it, decision. When I was looking up this, it seemed like everything you Googled was Bill Donahue of the Catholic League, yeah. so-and-so of the Baptist. Robinson, yeah. yeah. Um, just cannot understand because there's such a uh, an idea among the Christian community that faith is what healed the nation. Faith is what got us through that day. Christian faith, especially, right? Yeah. 
So why would you exclude Christian prayers, official Christian prayers, from the anniversary ceremony? And guess what? It's been excluded from the ceremony for the last nine years. The only thing they've done at these ceremonies have been moments of silence when the towers got hit and moments of silence when the towers fell. Four moments of silence, and that's perfect. plenty of time for people to do their own prayers. This year, the only thing they're adding is two moments of silence for when it hit the Pentagon and when the plane out in Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania crashed. People can do prayers on their own time. That's fine. But I think Bloomberg is doing the right thing, separating, first of all, separating kind of a, a... civil ceremony from religion but he's he his big quote was this cannot be political and, you know that's why there's a poem or a Not quote or something that each reader wants to read you know if you if you're a politician and want to come fine but it's not a rally for you to you know, support your candidate, and it's not a rally to support your religion. Exactly. Especially since you haven't been here in the last nine years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, I mean, there's <laughs> petitions. Those, what, what do you mean we haven't been a part of this for nine years? We want in now. Yeah. American Family Association has a petition to, to get to change his mind. I yeah, doesn't. a Facebook group, the whole thing. It's, you know, just let's let's not do things that divide people. Let's not risk having some clergy go, go up there and say something that's going to offend the Muslims. Or, Rick Warren. <coughs> um, <laughs> or a Muslim clergy that's going to say something that's going to offend the Christians. Let's let's not do that. Or an atheist that's going to ups- offend, every- offend everybody. everybody else. <laughs> it, it, it should be neutral. And that's why I think Bloomberg did the right thing. Okay. Anything else we want to talk about? There's so much here. There's so much we could talk about. Um, we could fill three episodes. Yeah. It's 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 going to be interesting. Um, we'll be watching the ceremonies, um, but I think time to move on. Yep. Okay. And uh, so I hope everybody, you know, go call your mom nine <laughs> eleven and say I love you and, and you know, I, remember and sorry, those people who could sorry. disappear tomorrow. And I'm sorry if you guys who have um, friends on Facebook that are conspiracy theorists <laughs> have to deal with this time of year. And sorry for you people who have plane flights on September 11th. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the security is going to be, you know, you're going to have to get there six hours before your flight. I have a flight. friend flying into Afghanistan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Goodness. Where where was everybody when 9-11 happened? I'm curious about that. I know exactly where I was. D.C. Oh, well, you win. Uh, yeah, that's the a funny more thing is. Funny thing is, is I'm willing to bet every single one of you knew before I did. Yeah, I was. I was driving. I was taking training in Dallas uh, for for some fiber optics training seminar, so I could be a, a trainer. And listening to NPR on my way in, and it's like, oh well, that was a small plane. They said it hit hit one of the twin towers. Like, well, that's odd. I wonder if it's yeah. foggy because you know they get they, yeah, a like small a, beach plane or something. Yeah, yeah you, you heard about uh, the guy who crashed into you, the you, IRS building. No, 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 not the IRS building. I'm t- uh, uh, Empire State Building. You know that used to get hit uh, in the fog. And so they were saying it was a small plane. They weren't sure. And then they realized, oh wait, it's a big plane. And then when I got in, they had. The, the TV on, and that's when we saw the other one hit. So. Yeah, when I was living out in Los Angeles at the time, so I may have heard last because I was asleep, and my roommate knocked on the door because his dad had called him and say, put a videotape in the VCR because my, my roommate was a big kind of archival kind of guy, so he, you know, 
tape stuff off the TV all the time. So he knocked me, knocked my doors. Um, you're going to want to see this. So, and you know, fortunately I was working for a hair care company at the time. So they said, you know what? Don't have is to come into work today. Hair, is that why your hair is so shiny? And <laughs> he knows. Full of That's why I haven't had to buy a shampoo yeah. in about 10 years. I was at work and I was doing a company audit and, um, I walked into the room and people were just huddled over a radio. Yeah. And, you know, what's up? You know, well, playing just hit Twin Towers. And and then later we kept going back and saying, what, you know, what's the status? What's the status? Or the second one. And I did not want to continue with the audit, you know, because it was <laughs> I don't blame you. pretty significant. But the, the, the auditor I was with didn't really understand what was going on. She goes, why are, you, why are you upset about this? I said, do you realize what's happening? We're under attack. Yeah. It, it was one of those things where we as Americans have have really had this culture of seeing ourselves as invulnerable. So it, it just kind of, it didn't click in a lot of our brains that this could happen on American yeah, shores. I mean, that was, that was how I was. I was actually in a movie theater and I had gone into the, this mall earlier and this like weirdo in some store was all like, yeah, it's why the mall is so quiet and everything else. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see my movie now. <laughs> you thought he had some wacky tobacco or something. Right, exactly. And so I went in, I'm sitting there, I'm watching the movie, and this guy comes up to me and says, ma'am, you're you're going to have to leave. And I'm all like, what? And he goes, the governor's declared a state of emergency. And I'm all like, what the hell? There's no snow. There's no earthquake. What are you talking, a state of emergency? And he goes, you really don't know. And I'm all like, does this face look like it knows? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, planes crashed into the Twin Towers, and we've just been alerted that one crashed into the Pentagon, which was about three uh, subway stops away from oh, me. Oh, you were late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, they're shutting down the mall at 1 o'clock. It was about noon. He goes, you can go into the mall. There's a beauty shop that's got, the, it's got a TV. It's got the news playing. I walked in and just watched and went, uh. Yeah. You know. Just vacant stairs is then, most of what you saw that day. Then I spent nine hours driving to Mike's parents' place because all <laughs> Everything the loops, was closed. <laughs> all the loops around D.C. were closed, and the 95 was closed. So we had to drive down the peninsula of Maryland, cross the bridge, and drive all, all the way the fuck over to the east side of Virginia. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I, I, all of the radio stations, that's all they had. And I remember stopping and going into a Walmart and going, just buying about five CDs to listen to because I couldn't handle any more of it. Did, did anybody else, um, were there like public demonstrations? It was either later that day or later that week. There were a lot of people out on the streets waving American flags, playing that awful "I'm proud to be an American" stuff like that. So there was a lot of that going around in Los Angeles, Ventura Boulevard, that sort of no, thing. I didn't actually see, no, that. I didn't see that. But no. one interesting side effect I thought uh, while it was going on is they grounded the planes for a week. Right? Nothing. Right. Nothing was flying for a week except for military. And they cut off their allowance too. Right, but. I, I was uh, playing in a cover band, and we played down. It's right next to the San Antonio airport because I managed to get home because they allowed everyone to fly a couple of days, and then that's when they cut everything off. Or did I drive? I don't remember. You probably drove. No, everything was la- oh, grounded. Oh, oh, I, I, yeah, no, wait. Sorry. I drove up there in the first place, so I drove back. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's only four and a half hours. Bet you wish we had talked about the, uh, the fallibility of the memory. The fallibility of memory, right. <laughs> so the airport was shut down. 
And I thought it was so cool to sit there and have a conversation and not hear airplanes. Jet planes. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, there's been only two places I've been where I've never heard man-made sounds. Have you seen Tommyknockers? No. It's crappy Stephen King, so... (laughs) They're they're in an airplane and there's no sound. They're in an airport and there's no sound. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, because they're, like, got... They're time... Never mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just reminds it, it me. It reminds of me of Death Valley because there's not even but, the sound of insects there. Right, and, that, and that's that's my point. It's, it's so rare to go someplace. And, yes, and not but you do hear your hear brain anything. boiling as you drive <laughs> through Death Valley. So I, I just thought that as, a, as an okay. interesting side. Interesting effect. side story. Thank yeah. you. All okay. Right. Well, that's our 9/11 discussion. We did spend a lot of time uh, talking about 9/11, so our, our show format is going to be a little bit different. There's some things we want to talk about. We're just going to have to wait till next week. I think we're just going to finish it off with a lightning round. Lightning, lightning round! round! Yay! And, uh, lightning round! No! <laughs> lightning round! <laughs> Good stories, but you have to wait for next week. Friendly but we do have a lightning, lightning round. So we're going to go through about uh, eight stories very quickly in the next uh, ten minutes or so. Okay. okay. Awesome. Lightning round! So, Greg... Skeptic, what what's new from the Skeptic? Skeptic had a pretty big victory this week, or well, okay, it's not a major victory, but it's a victory. It's a resounding victory. I should actually start talking because I only have what you know, eighty seconds left. Um, <laughs> um, a reader brought uh, to attention of Lee Sanders at Skeptic that um, J.C. Penny was selling a shirt for little girls that says, "I'm too pretty to do homework." So my brother has to do it for me. And, you know, it's it's another one of those just stupid-ass shirts that's extending the meme of smart girls are ugly and pretty girls are just stupid. So um, a, a woman named Lauren Todd had started a change.org petition, and Elise over at Skeptic basically, you know, called out the hounds and told everybody to sign the petition. Now, they're not hounds. They're <laughs> 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 the, 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 how, the, the, let slip the dogs of war. Anyway, um, to go write reviews on JCPenney, tweet it, Facebook about it, the whole thing. And um, within, literally, within a few hours of posting this, um, JCPenney took down the shirt and said, we're committed to being an American destination for great style and value. Our merchandise is intended to appeal to a broad customer base. We don't want to offend them, blah, 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 blah. Including skeptics. So... so we had a good victory of a nice, simple saying, this is kind of silly, please take it down, and we won. won. So go check out Skeptic.org. And in other news, Arizona, gotta love Arizonans, the Arizona Pima County Republicans had decided to raffle off a Glock. People would say, what's the problem with this? What's the uh, problem with this? Yeah, it's just a yeah, gun. It's just a gun. It and was it's also Arizona. This, the same model that was used to wound uh, Representative Giffords, kill several people, all of that jazz. Only 125 people are allowed, or there's only 125 tickets being sold, $10 each. And what the fuck are you two doing? Sorry, yeah. keep going. <laughs> So they're trying to raise money by raffling off a gun that 
has been you not the gun that was used to wound. <laughs> that, that would be very uh, that would be really more stupid. more than clueless. Yeah, yeah. But once again, same same type of gun, not the same model. But yeah, once again, not a lot of critical thinking. Yeah, really. Did, did they still go through it when this? Was yeah, publicized? they're still doing it. Oh, because they need to raise twelve hundred dollars. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you're in under the wire. Yay. <clears throat> I guess I am next. Yes. Yes, sorry and, about that. Gary, what is new about lasers? Lasers. Lasers. Freaking clouds with laser beams lasers. on their heads. Uh, there was a study uh, put out by a uh, Swiss researchers stating that it might be possible to cause rain by firing lasers into clouds, uh, thereby causing the, the uh, water uh, molecules that are up there to globule together into raindrops and fall to the earth as rain. Hexagonal globules? I don't know. <laughs> wow, I that was a callback. I think they're more octagonal. Yeah. The least eight so of that's them. actually fairly uh, pretty cool for those of us in the southern United States who are uh, suffering through a drought. Now, the, interestingly enough, they also said that this might be used to prevent rain. <laughs> How? <laughs> by, I don't understand. By actually uh, um, making them more uh, particulate so that they yeah. actually don't fall. <laughs> well, basically, no, that they do fall, but it dries up before. It, it, well, yeah. it would dry, which means that they would be put back up into the clouds, yeah. right? Uh, so they're drying out the cloud by shooting a laser into it, or they're making it rain by shooting a laser into it. Yeah. They're just not really sure which. Yeah, they're not, not quite certain, uh, but it's a very exciting regardless of which way they <laughs> decide to go with it. Um, and basically, I just want to stand outside with a laser and fire it at clouds and go pew, 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 pew. It's really the whole Does your laser make that. that actual sound? It does for my mouth. Okay. I shoot laser beams for my eyes. I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> okay, David, uh, some interesting client science news. <laughs> Coming out, uh, something about yeah. a paper? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's a couple of client scientists, Roy Spencer and uh, William Braswell. They have, a, they have a website called Real Climate, Climate Science from Climate Scientists. And they put out a kind of a blockbuster paper recently in a peer-reviewed journal called Remote Sensing. This paper you may have heard about on the news kind of got a big play in the conservative uh, circles because it says basically client scientists' models are wrong that there's actually a lot more heat escaping from the atmosphere than the models predict, so that we're not as nearly as much trouble as far as um, future climate change as is predicted. They also have some uh, about clouds and how uh, clouds are actually cause more climate change than human. So what has happened is uh, Wolfgang Wagner, who's actually the editor of Remote Sensing, which is actually a geological um, uh, uh, paper, uh, journal, has resigned after it's been pointed out to him that the arguments in these this paper they submitted have been refuted over and over again. And he should have been aware of that and should not have published this paper. So he has resigned. It's it's if you go to Real Climate, there's there's a lot of back and forth on whether that happened. The paper was not withdrawn, but he resigned saying this was a bad paper, it never should have been published. Hmm. Cool. Anything else? Ten seconds. Got ten seconds. Well, not anymore, he doesn't, with you rambling on. <clears throat> okay, yeah, Greg, we've talked about iPads before, about how, you know, the Chinese company had to 
you know, basically make their workers sign contracts that they wouldn't commit suicide. <laughs> Here there's some new news about, you know, cheap iPads for sale. Can you tell me more about it? In South Carolina, a woman was in a McDonald's parking lot, and a couple of guys came up to her and said, Hey, we bought iPads in bulk. Would you like to get one of them? That doesn't sound suspicious. Yeah, she's, they right. said, you know, oh. you can you can have it for three hundred bucks, and she said, well, I only have one hundred and eighty bucks, and like, uh, we'll yeah. take a hit, but okay, sure. So they hand her a FedEx box, and she hands them the money, and they go on their merry way. She gets all the way home, and then opens up the box. Very excited. Very excited to get her new iPad, and what she finds is a block of wood. Painted black with electrical tape around the edges to kind of pretend it has a border. And this kind of pretend iPad screen with a couple icons and this kind of like for sale sticker from Best Buy or something oh, like that. mocking her. It was... Hey, they put in some hard work into that electrical tape and this, black This paint. kind of thing is, is the idea is called the brick in the box scam. Where you basically sell some... You're, sell, you're saying someone, I have a brick of gold that I can sell you... You know, it's yeah. you know here. Do you want it? We you know, but don't yeah. open it here. And yeah. so they you or know eBay. I've seen that happen on eBay. Yeah. So yeah. they um, so the electrical tape and icon was just in case they opened it. Yeah, just in <laughs> case she opened it and kind of got a glimpse of it to say, oh yeah, that kind of looks like an iPod. So they put a lot of effort into this, but um, in police are investigating. They took it was prints on work. the whole thing, so we don't we don't know what these guys where they are. Too good to be true, probably not. Yes, exactly. Okay. We need more critical thinking. <laughs> Speaking of more critical thinking, here in Texas, we're in a massive, massive drought. We have massive fires now because of the drought, all of the stress. Well, people in Bernie have decided that they're going to take a page out of Rick Perry's playbook and are praying for rain. Yay! Again? Again. This time it's a local group. They have... Uh, let's see, they turned their prayer to the sky and called on for divine intervention to bring, help bring on the rain. Um, if we go around the cross and believe God is going to answer our prayers, it will rain. Um, yeah, after, minutes after the prayer ended, though, they saw some clouds in the sky and they were all like, look, our prayers have been answered. Too bad they were Fire clouds. Get the lasers. <laughs> get the la- yes, nobody screamed, um, get the lasers. Well, you know, in my opinion, is rain's probably the very first thing that people ever prayed for, and it will never end. Well, they didn't pray or for not they to, for Or it. not to be eaten you know? by a tiger. <laughs> I think things like that, weather, please rain, you know, it, that you're, you're always well, going to see Well, I think it was that. probably my... Uh, 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 you're there's, always going to there, see that. There's an interesting map. I think PZ Myers posted it a couple days ago, or within the last day or so, of okay. the drought patterns in the United States. And, and it's, it's Texas shit. It's just Texas. Yes, exactly. With a little from, bit of from, Oklahoma. From the time we started praying for rains the first time to now, it's increased all the way across Texas. It's yeah. fantastic. So, and now we're surrounded by flame. Yes. <laughs> so stop praying! <laughs> Not He's helping, making it guys. worse. Not helping Gary, at all. Gary. Hey. Um, <laughs> what's this about bacteria in tumors? Bacteria in tumors. Well, it's not there yet, but researchers are So we're going to uh, give it a thinking, cold? Uh, no. Well, we're going to give the tumor a cold or a bacterium. Researchers are thinking that they can use a clostridium sporogenus. Or Say that ten times fast. Yes. I know clostridium is probably correct. Um, and Something so to do with a the colostomy bag. It's found in the soil, 
And they're injecting these into patients, and they're attacking tumor cells uh, with a slightly modified uh, uh, anti-cancer drug. Okay. Uh, and apparently they immediately and naturally go towards the tumor because they are, and I will quote, Clostridia are an ancient group of bacteria that evolved on the planet before it had an oxygen-rich atmosphere, and so they thrive in low oxygen conditions. And thus, when they are injected into a cancer patient, they will only grow in oxygen-depleted environments, i.e. the center of solid tumors. So if you can put a cancer drug in there, uh, it'll go right into the tumor and work its way out which is a really cool development. Now, of course, Mike Adams from Natural News says oh, he's been doing this. He's been saying this all along. It's all natural. Um, but they did have to modify it a little bit, Mike. Sorry. And it's not going to kill it all. It's just going to kill the core of it. It's supposedly. You have to, you have to do... Um, uh, you, still, you, still, you still have to remove it. So it's still a really interesting uh, a because, technology and an idea. That's because the outside of cancer has all that blood flow. And all the blood so vessels, and they can't live there. It's not going to get there. Okay, Sorry. David. Um, Ice Age rhinos. There's been some. Yeah, this new is news. cool. Cool, cool. It's a cool uh, finding, and it tells us a little bit about how evolution works. So let's see if I can do this in, in 90 seconds. Okay. So um, <clears throat> we have found uh, 3.6 million year old woolly rhinoceroses in the Himalayas. Okay, we've dug up al along with other animals that are very uh, adapted to cold weather. They were just hiding behind the couch. So. This is interesting because you think about um, about one and a half million years ago, we had our last big ice age. And you think during that time, the giant woolly mammoth and all the big woolly animals that were in Europe and, and North America. But you're not going to find in Europe and North America any gradual change in those animals from their pre-ice age you know, ancestors. Um, what this tells us is these animals were, were actually evolving for cold weather in an isolated portion of the world in the Himalayas. And then when the rest of the world became basically the Himalayas and went into a deep freeze, <laughs> these animals that are already adapted to that weather fanned out across Europe and North America and basically we, we took, over, took over the fauna, okay? That is that's interesting about how evolution works, and it, it makes it difficult to find transitional fossils because even uh, Darwin predicted this: that transitional fossils often happen in a very isolated portion of the world with special environmental conditions, and when environments change, they uh, span out to the rest of the world. Mulligan. So um, <laughs> interesting story. The other evolution story I want to talk about is. Ann Coulter has put out oh, two anti-evolution <laughs> stories, and this we're week. right out of the lightning round. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not making fun of him for lightning round stuff. I'm no, making I'm Ann Coulter. Just shut up. I know. You know Skeletor. She, when I, she, I knew that this was going to take a little bit. <laughs> she, when she wrote the, the, uh, her book Godless about how liberals are godless, about a third of the book was attack on evolution, and she is coming back out and rehashing her arguments against evolution. Okay, and the so reason that's against Ann Coulter. The the reason this kind of flows into that is this: her one on one of her uh, stories, she's talking about how the, the fossil record has completely disproved evolution because she said that Darwin <laughs> Darwin thought we would have all this fine tune 
you would have all these fossils. You would see everything, which she never said, and we're not finding that. Okay, we're seeing. (laughs) Yeah, there's a thing that's called punctuated equilibrium. Punctuated equilibrium, and 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 during the times of change, it's very often Mm -hmm. an isolated spot of the world. We're never going to find those. Right, and it's very very rapid, followed by long periods of stasis. And there were places where Darwin was wrong. He thought whales came from bears. It turns out to be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. whales don't Whale, have claws. Ba- whales came. It's interesting. She did the bring up that example. Did he really yeah. say that? But, but whales came from the Pachytrus. Pa- it's interesting that she said brought up the whales example because that is one of the best examples we have of transitional yeah, fossils. Yeah, we actually do have the transitional. We have fossils beautiful transitional that. fossils. Yeah. We actually have. You know, whales, even today, have little tiny legs way deep inside them. Why? You know? And you can see that in the transitional fossils. Are they the the little gnomes that run the thing, (laughs) that run the whale? Because they're not actually natural animals. They're just giant. Talk about vestigial organs. Yep. You can see all of these where the, the legs are no longer even... Part of the external part of the body, but they're inside. They inside. just kind of float there in the. And you can plasma. see this, and you can see it's one of our best examples. And she tries you, to you use can see this in as this, an example. This chain oh, of fossils. Evolutionists actually claim this. Yeah, we do. Not bears, yeah. but there's. We're willing to admit Darwin did not know everything. Didn't know about DNA. She actually mm. says that if Darwin could look under a modern microscope today, he would abandon the theory of evolution immediately. <laughs> um, she says some very ridiculous things. Of course, of course, she, that's the way she says. Well, she's very she just, bombastic. No, she makes all of the typical creationist canards against evolution. The flag- she, flagellum, and you know, never mind the fact that the flagellum has actually um, ten parts that are the same as salmonella. Yeah. Yet salmonella is lacking the basic protein to activate them. Yeah, good example but, of how those parts are very useful, even if you don't have the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And, I, but, you know, her whole thing is like, okay, the only reason evolution, the idea is still around is because liberals need it to disprove God because liberals hate God. <laughs> and she, it, it's just... It's an, all about liberals. It, it, I, don't, I don't need evolution to disprove God. So evolution is, a, is our liberal religion. And it disproves God, and we need that. And it's a yeah. totally debunked theory. No evidence for it, but but it hangs on because we hate God. Well, when you're in that mindset of you know the deeply Christian, the deeply conservative, you really need to believe that about the other side, that they think the same way you do, that they're author- authoritarian and they have this structure of what they believe. And you know we have our priests and Dawkins and Hitchens yeah. and... Yeah. And Al Gore is the lord of us all or something like that. Well, he is because he invented the Internet. <laughs> Can I say something I think she wrote just to piss us off personally? Intelligent us four or? Yes. Okay. Maybe just me. Hey, intelligent design scientists. Intelligent design scientists. Not what, intelligently designed scientists. Which are look, a contradiction in terms. Look at the evidence and develop their theories. Darwinists start with a theory, then rearrange the evidence. Um, huh. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I think she got that wrong. Yeah. They aren't yeah. scientists. They're religious fanatics for whom evolution <laughs> must be true so they can explain to themselves why they're here without I, I, do, I do have a Darwin Skeletor, the pot and the kettle are calling. <laughs> I think she just cool. took some, uh, uh, evolutionist claim and just switched the words. I think she's a bit confused. Off. She's just confused. It happens. She is. A, I'm not going to go She's there. an ideologue. Oh, ideologue? Yeah. I like ideologue. Sounds more like idiot. 
<laughs> Close enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think uh, we've we've talked that one. Enough. Yeah. Like, go out like, and going? spam Ann Coulter or something. <laughs> so I don't do this, anything mean. Just spam her. This this episode was a little bit different. Uh, we'll go back to our new, n- uh, regular schedule <laughs> next week. We'll do with our regular schedule. You blew this. We did want to talk there. about 9-11 <laughs> and uh, uh, with the with the 10th anniversary coming up. Yeah, it's an important subject. So, yeah. uh, yes. Uh, don't forget that uh, all four of us are going to be going to the Texas Free Thought Convention in um, early October. I think it's the 7th through the 9th. Yep. And so come find us. Say yeah, hi. Come find us. Hope, uh, maybe we'll wear a distinctive hat or something. Um, and um, I, we saw some emails that there's still rooms available for the conference price, but you got to snatch those up as soon as possible. Okay. So go to TexasFreeThoughtConvention.org.com. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then that'll make people go. You have about 24 hours now. Okay. Right, 12 hours. Uh, first, people are going to be drawn by Richard Dawkins, then maybe PZ Myers, then Graydon Square. Maybe they'll come because of us. but no, free we'll Wi-Fi. Kind of free Wi-Fi if you get the conference price. That's included. Okay. But we'll be there, and uh, we'll, uh, we're still debating what we're going to do as a podcast group. Maybe we'll do another live show up, up in our hotel room in our underwear. Well, maybe not the underwear part. But uh, <laughs> boy, there's a there's a, everybody's kind of looking around. Yeah. Going, oh, maybe we'll You've just gone too far. <laughs> maybe we'll Greg just. Greg has gone too far. That never happens. Maybe we'll just mud wrestle the atheist experience crew. Yeah, we could thumb wrestle them in 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 the in mud. mud. Yeah. I would prefer that. Jello. That See, Jello would be easier. You just hold it in your hand. We'd just bring a whole bunch of Jello packets and dump it in the hot tub. <laughs> and that won't get kicked us out at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I promise. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Everybody. Cheers. Thank you. Ciao. See you next time. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. We're working yeah. on not talking well, over each other. Well, that was depressing. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we... we...